on the advice of their lawyers and also their doctors. Off the Perch podcast would like to inform all listeners that the opinions expressed in these recordings are solely personal and do not reflect the views of any organizations they are associated with. As such, if you are offended by any content herein, please contact Off the Perch directly and they will be addressed live on the next show. guys we are finally back uh we want to thank uh b-man for hosting for us the last three months yep. hope you guys enjoyed his his insight and and all the episodes he produced uh this is episode 82 of off the perch uh it's steve it's chris Pat. and uh yeah the gang's finally back so back. again Thank you, B-Man. Like, you're a lifesaver. Super insightful stuff from B-Man. Yeah, for last week's episode months. was just... I listened to it, like, three times. Yeah. It was, it was that good that I just had to keep going back. It's, no, it was, that's that's why we pay you the big bucks. Exactly. Our, um, our, li- our life is indebted to you. Yeah, no, it really is. Um, so, that was a nice win Wednesday night. I yeah. mean, it was an ugly nice win, but... I'll, I will take any three points you throw at us right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Given the string of draws we've had, especially the late minute goals to just claw to a draw, uh, a late minute goal to win a game is good. Uh, despite just, I mean, it was it, it, New England right now is a team that it feels like a New England team, but with like the edge of a good team where yeah. they're just, they don't have that. They're not, uh, what's it called? What's the name of the, the last guy? Their last coach, Friedel. Like, it's mm. not, it, you can tell the difference between a, a Friedel New England team and, and a Bruce Arena New England team where they actually seem competent, but just like rugged, hard-nosed soccer. And occasionally they can score some pretty nice goals, but they didn't last last night. And because of that, we won, which was astounding. Yeah, that was, uh, I... I was watching the game on the ESC Zoom, which for those of you who have not been on the ESC Zoom before, um, everybody has gets the game at a different time. Uh, no two cable providers are on the same schedule. Um, so there's always people who are like 45 seconds ahead of other people. I'm, <laughs> I'm normally like dead last because Fubo TV is just slow as hell. Um, so like we're watching the game and, and just kind of bullshitting back and forth and like three people just start celebrating. And I'm like, but New England's got the ball. Okay, I'll wait. Like, okay. <laughs> I'll wait for whatever. Wait. Yeah. Oh, oh, we have a corner. Oh, 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 oh okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this COVID era soccer watching has been interesting. Yeah. Different time, different like making sure you don't spoil stuff for other people when other people are watching. It's just yeah. it, it's periodically tough. checking in and saying like, "Hey, like, what exact minute are you? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Your exact <laughs> minute and second are you?" There was one week where uh, Pat Murphy was on on the call. Oh, for Christ's sake! And we, this was amazing. He's like, "We're all talking," and Pat's like, "Hey, what minute are you guys at?" And everybody's like, "Oh, we're at like." 6742. Oh, I'm at 6718. Where are you, Pat? He's like, Oh, I'm at like 7037. We just scored a goal. And everyone's what? like, What the fuck? Why did you ask, Pat? He's like, Well, nobody was celebrating. And we're like, 
but that should have told you why. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was for five minutes ago. I was kind of wondering what, what yeah. happened. <laughs> there, there always is a point in the game where Larissa and I are just like, hey guys, did we win the game yet? Like, is it over? <laughs> they're like, no, it's still only the tenth minute. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I guess we can kind of go through like a not really a minute by minute recap, but like not much happened the first half. It just was kind of back and forth for the most part. Um for us, basically, the game kind of kicked up once the like triple substitution of Royer, Kaku, and, and CCJ came in in the 59th minute. Like as soon as that sub was made, just <laughs> the game changed in, in terms of offensively. The game changed for us, where we, we had a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, being a little bit more dynamic in terms of how we were attacking. Um, we still didn't have a striker up top that could finish for the most part, um, but we still looked more dangerous than we did in the first half, and then like as the first fifteen minutes of the second half, um, and then it kind of it went back to just back and forth with us having much more um, much closer chances than we did in the first half until again, the corner in, in the 89th minute. Um, I'm trying to think of moments that other than the goal where, well, there was the one clearance by Parker at the goal line. I think, I don't remember what, when that was in the, uh, I think that was in the second half. Yeah, I think so. That was in the second half when Parker cleared, cleared the, the ball, the goal. It would have been the first half. Was that in the first half then? I think so. I don't even know. I Three think people who definitely watched this game. Yeah, we definitely did. Yeah, but no, yeah. Yes. Totally watched it. Totally watched the game. No, we yeah. did, but you know. It's I'm thinking of like which, which goal which goal he was clearing it away from. Oh, yeah. And it was the same goal that we scored on. No, wait, what? Yeah, I think you might be right. Is that happening in the same sequence? Because he cleared the ball... There was a moment where someone cleared the ball from the goal line for us. I don't remember when, but anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that was the only other major thing I can think of other than and then like it just, we scored the goal and then that was basically, there were six minutes of stoppage time. Um, I missed the part where Brian White had to come off for, to do the concussion protocol. I, I missed that part. I just wasn't paying attention. I, I didn't even see them do the concussion protocol. I just saw them take them off and they were like, yeah, no, you're out. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, so that happened. Uh, then we subbed in uh, Tete for Jared Stroud um, in the 75th minute. And then um, Barlow came in for Brian White in the 79th minute, um, only for Barlow to make multiple decisions that make me just question his future with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then that's, that was basically Oshawa. We scored the goal in the ninth minute off a Parker header to Long with a weird kick that ended up in the top corner. It was that was that was such a ridiculous goal. Like, so that ridiculous. Was, that was such a just just peak MLS <laughs> sequence. All of that. And then it only made to only 
that goal and then your tweet about how our defenders have scored more goals than our midfielders and our forwards. Oh, no, the midfielders still have, oh, have mid, the it's, most. It's, it's 14 for the defenders. midfield. Got it, got uh, it, got it. Six for the defenders. I, I was corrected. It was it was actually six for the for the defenders and five for the forwards. So the defenders and, have scored more, not the same amount. Yeah, they've actually Even scored better. more. And Wonderful. <laughs> And I don't know if, if we have one or two own goals, but own goals creeping up on the on the forwards. On the forwards. <laughs> Great, wonderful. Yeah, it's, um, uh... yeah, you know, just another another you know thing to look at. Come yeah. off season or right now because this is all just one more preseason slash off season. Just, just um, go out and get Daniel Sturridge. Like <laughs> get him for free. He'll literally just put the ball in from anywhere. Like if he's healthy, which he uh, won't be. Eh. I mean, I would take an unhealthy uh Daniel Sturridge over a healthy Tommy Barlow. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's like he's a nice that, kid, but I, I know that strikers are sort of inherently streaky, but uh like yeah. At at some point, like he he's he's been making first team appearances for long enough. And I know that a lot of this was also under like a Chris Armis managed team. So Maybe there's not too much to read in it, but like everything he does in MLS looks a step slower than it has to be. It's so strange for a guy who's like, whose whole thing in USL was, was like making runs in behind defenders and just being faster than everyone else. Right. Right. Like, like his, like, he, oh, no. I mean, because he's even in USL, like he wasn't like a good finisher or anything. He was just a guy who was faster than the, you know, than the the, the, the lumberjack USL yeah. center backs. Yeah, can can we officially put the nail in the coffin of Jorgensen at this point? Like, is that experiment over? I, I don't know. He, if it's, is he even making the bench? I I don't even know if it's the experiment's over or they're just shelving him until a proper preseason with the new with with Struber. Yeah. I, I I I just think there's so many variables where you look at a player and it's just like, oh, he didn't succeed well. And then you have to kind of put the caveat. It's like, well, he didn't succeed well under Armis and he was trained under Armis. And like, I think there's just moments with a, with a lot of players, frankly, like where you, you have to kind of look at it through that lens where mm-hmm. there's players that might need just kind of to be detoxed. And I'd like, I'd, for lack of a better word, just need proper, a proper training to just kind of figure out where they're at and see mm-hmm. if they're worth the time to continue forward. Cause like, yeah. again, like Jorgensen's still only 20 years old. Like I, I really feel like people are too quick to call him a bust. Like he was already put in a bad situation based on what, what um, Dennis said about him. And the price tag. Of and the price tag. Yeah. It was the Which, price like, tag. Doesn't the matter. Com- yeah. It doesn't matter, but it, it was the combination of the price tag and what Dennis said. And it just led him to be in a no-win situation, yeah. especially when with the environment he was put in to. Um, so, yeah, I think you have to look at players right now and just kind of look at them with the caveat that, like, we'll see what happens in, like, an off-season slash preseason when they're properly evaluated. Um, yeah, that's my thought on, like, like people like Jorgensen and, and – and, um, and even players that are kind of getting minutes already, like Pendant, um, Kyle Duncan, like players that just are doing things right now on the field, but maybe they can do, they just need more, more tactical, like just like someone to tell them like, Hey, you should do it this way or you should 
probably play here as, as opposed to somewhere else, like things like that. What are your your thoughts on Tete? Tete, another thing where he when he's on the field, he is not banging in goals, but I think he's doing enough that like he opens up the the field, especially the final third and, and in in the box where like other people can get chances at a shot on goal. Mm-hmm. Like he's not he's, he's before he's when he signed, like people were like, oh, is he, this guy's gonna be our, our Bradley, our, our next Bradley, or something like that. Um, I think he still needs time to get accustomed to MLS. Where like some like the same thing happened with Brad. Like he, Brad wasn't scoring goals right out the gate. Like I, I, it's again where I'm gonna go back to what I'm saying. We're just, I think he needs just a full preseason, regular preseason slash offseason. Like I think maybe he's still a little a step too slow. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said in in one of the group chats that I'm in last night that like I'm not impressed with him at all. But like you're right, it, it it always takes, you know, players coming into MLS time to adjust. Yeah. Um, I I just feel like he always looks gassed. Like, yes. Comes on yeah. the field and within five minutes of being on the field, he's like huffing and puffing, and and that's a concern. Like for sure. What what conditioning are you doing that you're this out of breath already? Like for a player that's already coming from. The Red Bull system that he should be accustomed to just kind of being in like a full press, full ninety. Yeah, like you should be used to this form of conditioning. It's that part's worrying, but I just I, I would have to go back and see what he was doing before the transfer even happened to see if was he even getting minutes. If, like, was he injured? Like stuff like that. Because yeah, like I can I, I get the I get the same worries where it's just like he looks gassed out there and for not very like not for a long amount of time that he's out there he's already kind of winded yeah yeah I, th- I think certainly given like the the circumstances of this completely real uh totally legitimate season um that th- there has to be some sort of a moratorium on on any real like judgments or even just even analysis is is kind of is kind of pointless right now and then like we're 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 in that position twofold because we're also we also have an interim manager um so we're we're literally not even working with the guy who's going to be with the team next year um like there's there's literally nothing to analyze except for the fact that as people have pointed out already like like the the team is like passing the eye test under carnell in a way that they weren't under chris Armas. oh yeah Um, absolutely um so i mean that's cool I, i think we'll get to the you know the situation with Carnell's future later on um, in this 82nd episode, but um, yes, but yeah, I, 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 I really am hesitating to, to judge anything too quickly right now, just because I'm, I'm so convinced that everything that's going on right now is, is, is like, a, I mean, it, it, we're completely in limbo. Um, yeah. Like, like, Pat said, we'll talk more about Cornell during our middle segment. Do you guys want to give your three stars for the game? Uh, Pat, you can go first. I, I, I'm still trying to come up with three. Okay, uh, Chris, you can go first. I'm also still <laughs> trying to come up with three. Got it. All right, so so my, th- uh, my third star went to Kaku just because as soon as he came onto the field, uh, the game kind of changed. His distribution – it's still kind of unmatched in terms of like for our team. As soon as he comes on, he just adds a level of just, just 
next level of just attacking. He just sees the game and yeah at, at a different level than yeah. everyone else does. Exactly. Yeah. So he got he got my third star. Um, my second star uh, went to our goal scorer Aaron Long, um, just because he scored the goal and he was pretty and he was good on defense. Um, my first star, um, and I'm going to talk about him more is is Tim Parker. Um, he was he led to the assist on the goal and just him defensively since Armas was let go is doesn't make any logical sense to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just his complete shift from being a center back that just looked like, I mean, from, for many people, like for myself, I just was looking for, for any team that wanted a, a national team player, like, like you guys want a national team defender like we that is on a crazy contract like here take him like it, i was at that level with him but since armis was like oh he has been ridiculously good like it's it's kind of insane like i think i tweeted like a few weeks ago i was like there's like there's a thing where he like jumped in the air and i was like oh my god he can jump into the air like what happened what's going on um so yeah just parker got my first star and not just for this game just for his recent spell he's been he's been insane all right, uh, I'll go next. I'm trying to think of a different uh, permutation of stars because I don't want to sound like I just copied you, but unfortunately, I, I I don't think I can do that. Um, <laughs> can I copy your homework? Yeah, just, just yeah. change it. Make it a little yeah. Different. Just make it a little yeah, how about I'll, I'll, I'll change the order of, of Kaku and Aaron Long. You can say a Gamara <laughs> for your third star as opposed to Kaku. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, but no, I mean, pretty much for the same reasoning. Like, look, we're... We're, we're obviously happy to have Kaku back and and I it, it, it kind of frustrates me he, he's in this sort of like Landon Donovan type situation where there there's a segment of the fan base that just doesn't recognize his value for whatever reason mm -hmm. um, and questions the, the main thing is like questioning his commitment which is so baffling to me because in the worst moments of the Armis era like he was the one guy who was trying to get everyone on the same page and right. trying to rally the troops and I think yeah, I mean, sort of less so for the the actual performance last night because it wasn't a good game um, from anyone really. No, um, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't bad either, to be clear. But it, it, it was it was very much of a dullard of a match. Mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, having having him back and again a guy who kind of kind of reads the game uh, at at simply a different level is great. And then the two center backs, uh, yeah, I don't know how much more you could say. Like even. Even Shep Messing, uh, well, I guess he's fascinated by everything, but he was, <laughs> he was, uh, like, he wouldn't shut up about how, how great of a job Aaron Long and, and Tim Parker were doing. Was, was um, this, was this Aaron Long's first game back since his injury? Or was it the last game against? What was the last game? Chicago. Oh, yeah, Chicago. Do you play? For, for, I don't remember now. I can go and check. I don't remember, but I can I, I can go and check. But yeah, it might have been his first game back since his. I think he played last week. He yeah. did. Okay, got it. But yeah, no, yeah, they um, both been good. Uh, so my three, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I gave my third star to Mira for okay. for the shutout. Uh, I think he's he's played well. Um, I was afraid in. Was it Chicago where he almost got hurt again? Um, One of the last few games I think where it was like, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was Chicago where, they, where there was a scare yeah. with him, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, second star I gave to uh, Kaku, and first star I gave to Long. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it's just, but like before this this coaching change, like you, you, there's still the same kind of players that still put in. Well, not all the same players, but you get this. Mira has been consistent. Kaku has been consistent. Parker since the change has been been stellar. Um, long before and now after his his injury he's he's been he's been good um so it's a lot of the same a lot of the players that we're, we are used to putting in good performances have been doing well um i think now it's just evaluating the rest of the the roster to see who who still fits and who who just doesn't or who needs to just kind of be moved on um so yeah that was that was new england um we have two games left um we'll get into our upcoming game after we talk about stuff that beeman already covered the last three months but just a quick i guess quick quick recap uh yeah so what when what me steve and pat missed was just drew yearwood came in tete came in kaden clark came in uh scored a goal two goals um and then Gerhard Schuber is our new coach, who is still in. Where is Gerhard? Is he in Brazil right now? He's in Brazil, I think. Yeah, he and he and uh, the other and his assistant guy Elba. I I don't know. Who, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I thought that yeah. was a joke that they were in Brazil. Like, no, I think it's real. That's amazing. Just you know, just doing the world tour before they have to yeah. come to COVID land. Um, <laughs> Well, then, hey, I mean, if if you're if you have to pick a country to get, you know, used to being <laughs> right, around COVID, is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. it's like the pre, go. it's the pre, yeah, it's the the pre, it's the preseason before the main season yeah. comes to the yeah. United States. Yes, yes. Uh, then, unfortunately, out uh, Alex Muel, uh RIP, who just provided a banging assist uh, for them against Montreal for Nashville against Montreal, um, which. I, contributed to them getting a playoff spot so we miss you alex uh and then obviously chris armis and cj brown are out um i would i would like to think that that cj brown being out has contributed to tim parker being kind of <laughs> returned to form i don't know how because i don't know how someone can go from being that bad to being this good but it's it's still I don't know how somebody can go from being that good to that bad to that good again. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it is it is staggering how yeah how like all bradley carnell did was was like take the job and probably say like okay like let's let's not do what we were doing under chris armis whatever that was i'm not sure so and gave them a few f- fancy um uh mnemonic devices yeah and, <laughs> so and, and like, like he can't possibly be having an effect on this right. Like, as much as I like him, but like, yeah, he can't possibly like he I can't actually, I actually have changed talked. it that much. It's like he's undoing the 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 negative work that Chris Armis. Like, like it, it really puts into perspective how how much Armis and CJ Brown were fucking the team up. Yeah, I so I actually talked to some people within the organization uh, to find out like you know, what went on behind the scenes. And um, apparently at, after uh, it was announced that Armis was out, uh, Carnell gathered the team and uh, told them the Red Bull. And 
the rest is history. Just said, I mean, just had the photo just of the bull with the yep. money in his hands. And That's just it. And Red Bull. And yeah, he just like slapped it on the board and walked back out of the room. And you've seen what's happened. So I can't. I, can't, I wish I could do a South African accent, but like <laughs> just have him say the Red Bull. No, but yeah, it's just it's kind of just him. Bradley Kernard says like, "Hey, remember that Jesse guy? Like, we're gonna do things kind of like that, and just go out and play like that." And they're not playing to that level, obviously, but like it's still a complete 180 from from just what happened. It's it's insane. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, it, go ahead. Uh, it, it's kind of topical. Uh, There's another coach that was fired. We'll get to that. I, I have, I have, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to that part. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to be a downer. No, it's fine. But I, I heard that Chris Armis was interviewed. What had interviewed for that job now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, no. I want to. Kind of, I, I forgot. I was going to go back to Carnell for a quick second because you you had mentioned before we started the show that that kind of Carnell is is been talking about going back into the assistant role once once Struber comes in and it's leading to conversations where it's like, if he does want to stick around, great. And, and I don't know if Struber is in, if Carnell is in Struber's plans for when he arrives. But I think, in my opinion, Carnell has done enough to, to stick around even once once Struber uh, assumes the, uh, the mantle. Um, yeah, his, so Carnell's contract is up at the end of the year. Okay. Um, so uh, I think if, if they want, if he wants to come back and they want him back, like he'll be here. Right. Um, I, I, I had heard that he was, um, you know, interested in jobs overseas already. Okay. Um, the, now, as, was a, an, as a manager or, or assistant? Oh, uh, I think as a manager. Oh, okay. Um, I, there was an article that B-Man sent me uh, for today where he was talking about how he actually thought he was going to be fired with CJ and, and Arbus. Oh, wow. Like he thought he was on the way out as well. Um, which no, no, sweetie, no, <laughs> no. it wasn't you. Uh, you're fine. Um, but yeah, he anticipated like he was out and, and would just like pick up a job somewhere in Europe or, mm -hmm. or South Africa or something. Um, so I hope he stays. He's a nice guy. I hope him and, and Preston Burpo stick around because mm -hmm. I think they're really good for the team. Um, and I think they've both done a hell of a job of, you know, riding the ship and, and keeping everything going while we wait for, for Struber to come in. Yeah. For and sure. his like 16 year old assistant coach that he's bringing. <laughs> it, it, the, the, the Boy Scout that he's bringing along with him for, for a merit badge. <laughs> The kid he, he found playing football manager in, in his mom's basement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like the 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 Joker and Little Joker meme. <laughs> oh man. No, I'm thinking so with with Carnell. I'm I'm trying to figure out, trying to infer like because of course when when Thelwell came in, I mean there was the there was the thing he said where he 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 said he was going to give everyone a little bit of time, um, including Armis, of course. Um, and there was that specific quote, I almost wanted them to succeed. Um, and then, of course, when it, it was obvious that they weren't going to right the ship, uh, they were sacked. And I, almost, I mean, I, I, I do wonder, especially when you brought up 
that Carnell thought he was going to be, he was going to be let go along with them. Mm-hmm. Does the fact that Thelwell didn't sack him, does that mean that he sees him in the plans or does it have to do with the fact that his contract is up at the end of the year and there was kind of no point in firing him and they needed an, an assist, uh, uh, an interim anyway. Um, uh, but I agree with you guys. Like I, I, I do. I have grown to like him um, as, as an interim, because um, I, I think we didn't really get to know him that much. He was sort of, he was sort of in the shadows uh, as an assistant. Right. Um, yeah, we Larissa and I sat next to him on a flight back from Salt Lake like two years ago, and he was like in the window seat. Uh, Larissa was in the middle seat. I was in the aisle seat, and he spent the entire flight back to Newark uh, reviewing game tape. Like the game had just ended, and he spent like five hours sitting there taking notes, like writing down minute marks and huh. and just checking everything. Like he that was the. the- that was the game that was also a rotated lineup, wasn't it, for CCL? Yeah, yeah. So he just sat there the entire time dissecting the tape on the flight back. Um, mm. He's He is a very analytical guy. Yeah. Um, apparently, he kind of ran the offense under Armis. Um, so, Which explains uh, why that wasn't necessarily the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't necessarily the problem, but it's not – it's nothing to, to rave about as, as we're still kind of in this weird. No, but I mean, like, like when you consider you lose yeah. your, your, your number nine uh, right, and right. have to make do with a few guys who haven't really had MLS minutes. And, and you lose your most just, score ever. That's what I mean. Like, and, and you, um, mean, okay. uh, where was I going? Right. Like, like just looking at the table last year, like the problem wasn't that we didn't score the problem was that you know we conceded significantly more than we did in previous seasons yeah no yeah yeah i, I think going back to why, why carnell wasn't let go with with the with the both armist and cj i think it was a matter of Thalwell looking at his options and maybe looking at dennis as an option being like nah uh-uh, like i yeah, you're you're already on double secret probation as it is. Uh, and this is he, just locked in a broom closet. Oh yeah, just, they open it up to ask him what gam is. He's totally he's totally uh, the guy from Rookie of the Year, where he's just like trapped. He's either trapped in like the bat cage, or he's just in between the two hotel room doors, <laughs> just like giving advice, like trying to scream advice from from the hotel. That's just basically what Dennis <laughs> is these days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's why I kind of Kevin saw. Uh, Carnell is just probably the best option for for the situation, and just until he 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 had his interviews interview process for the new for the new manager. So yeah, yeah. Quick shout out to Eric Sorga for for that the goal that drove the <laughs> the dagger into the into the art the heart of the Armist era. Yeah. Um, one last thing before we go to to NYC. Um, more league news. Um, it was announced, I think, today that that MLS um, is switching to a points per game um, layout for their playoff standings, um, which is kind of not surprising given that there's some teams out there that have played eight less games. Colorado. Um, yeah, Colorado is going to end the season with like like sixteen games played, probably. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, so so basically, instead of it being based on points, it's just based on points per game because there's no feasible way that Colorado can play out all their games. 
I think it'd be really fun to see them have to like play all of their games while the playoffs are going on. <laughs> and then they somehow win them all and we have to restart the playoffs. I just want them to make the playoffs and make it to the final again. Like, like just like just... oh god, Colorado wins again. <laughs> just like oh suffering a bout of, of COVID throughout their organization and they come back to win win it all. First the plague, then the plague. <laughs> They've had two plagues, right? Is it back to back years where they had to like cancel a game because of the plague? And yeah, in last year it was uh, there were prairie dogs the around prairie the stadium dogs. that had the yeah. bubonic plague. Yeah, it was a warning. We we didn't heed the warning. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, that was that's basically always missed since B Man was 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 kind of cranking out episodes for us. Um, let's talk about. Our game on Saturday against NYC was a Saturday. Yes, Sunday. Saturday. Sunday. Damn. Yeah. I'm always wrong with this. Uh, Sunday against NYCFC. Hey, at um, least we don't have any more midweek games un- until they announce the playoff schedule, which they still haven't done. <laughs> like we have, all we know is MLS Cup is December 12th. Figure then, the rest figure out. Figure the rest out. Like what? <laughs> you guys have three games in five days. Good luck to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we play NYCFC. Uh, the road to fold goes through Yankee Stadium again. Um, I, listen, as much as I watch games these days, I'm just like sad that I'm not in stadiums. This is the one weekend where I'm just like, all right, I'll take it. I don't have to yeah. go to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, <clears throat> wonderful. So yeah, uh, NYCFC. Uh, they uh, they are unfortunately a soccer team um they are 10 3 and 8 uh they have 33 points uh they're currently in fifth uh their last game was a one nothing win against uh toronto fc <laughs> um and our last head-to-head with them was a one nothing win a month ago not, not a month ago excuse me two months ago um at rba um sean johnson famously throwing the ball into his own goal <laughs> The moments, the moments that we have playing this team are just some of the uh, some of the most hilarious. Um, there's been like three highlights this year: that game, the Atlanta yeah. uh, MLS's back game, and yes. Armis being fired. Like those are the well, three. And, and 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 the owl. I mean, the owl. The owl was fucking. The Caden Clark goals were, were, were yeah, right there. but yeah, a beating Atlanta again was just <laughs> chef's kiss. Um, but yeah, it's They're not even in the playoffs right now. It's so wonderful. Yeah. They don't even have a prospective head coach lined up. Like, I don't know what the fuck Bocanegra is doing down there. Like, I know I tweeted, yeah. I know I tweeted about how like MLS commentators, every time a new player joins the MLS and gets hit with like a physical foul, they have to say, welcome to MLS. But like Atlanta, welcome to MLS. Like, yeah. this is, you just, you just shot your wad early and just like put all your eggs into the first two seasons basket. And now, Yeah, it feels a little bit vindicating because I think even though things haven't quite worked out for us over the last couple of years, like a lot of us were saying, like, this isn't a sustainable model. Like, you can't just keep dropping $15 million a year on guys from from Argentina. Yeah. Um, You know, like, they're not, like... Yeah, they're not... They're uh, they're still kind of doing it. Like, they got the the guy from Rice, and he literally got off the plane and, and came onto the field against us and did nothing. 
just because like he literally didn't even practice with the team. The, his, mm-hmm. his first meeting with, with the team was in the locker room before the game. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're in that sense, like such a poorly run club. And like, I, 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 I guess they, they got lucky the first time around. Um, but yeah, it's not, a, again, it's not a sustainable model. Like you, you and, and you can kind of see how the, the wheels fell off once Tata Martino left. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I, so at I, least what I would say to relate this to us, of course, is that even though, again, the last couple of years weren't great, you get, you, there's certainly the sense that as long as, as long as the people who are running, uh, Red Bull Soccer New York. Um, <laughs> as, as long as they've got their heads screwed on right, and I do truly trust Thelwell, and this guy Struber seems to be uh, the real deal, um, based on how angry uh, Barnsley fans were that he left. Like, like there's already a system in place for them to succeed. Like, they, yeah. he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to start from square one. He doesn't have to rely on an Argentinian coming in every yeah. transfer window. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, going back to your point about, you know, not a sustainable model with Atlanta, um, I think what MLS should do once we reach, I don't know, 48 teams, whatever the goal is for, for Garber at this point, like whenever we reach like a team for every American. um, A team in every pot. Yes. (laughs) Instead of introducing uh, Pro-Rel, they should take the whoever finishes in last place, uh, which will probably be all the MLS 1.0 teams just just rolling through. Um, but you are out of the league for like three years and then get to come back as an expansion team and have <laughs> unlimited money to spend. Like you just take some time off, refresh your fans, like, you know, get to get that bad taste out of their mouth of being from like Columbus or Colorado or something. Or L.A. Yeah, and then you just you come roaring back and have like eighteen Argentinians on the team, all making forty million dollars a year, and and you have like three years to win an MLS Cup, and if you don't, like you're back out again. You try again, like we just just keep doing that. Keep this. Keep this. It's a hell of a model. So you get relegated first, and then you come back as an expansion. Well, not I mean relegated in the sense that like actually you get Chivost. You get LAFC. They like, you know, they break up with you. You go like have like an 80s montage makeover and you come back as the hot girl and everybody's like, who's that? And I'm like, is that Chivas? No, he goes by LAFC now. <laughs> so you just do that and, okay. and everybody wins. It's just go. extra money somehow. Oh. I, I swear, I really hope Don Garber isn't listening to this episode because he's actually going to do that. He would totally do he that. Totally do it. Yeah. <laughs> Original content, do not steal. Um, I don't know how we ended up there, but <laughs> City. Uh, what, I was going to say something. Oh, right. Um, no, there was just a few things, I guess, to note about them since we last played them. Um, Mitrita left to go to Saudi Arabia. Um, it's a funny story by the way it is because he just literally up and left like Saudi Arabia came just a toxic toxic club down to the bone I loved all of the uh, like Saudi Arabia soccer Twitter (laughs) oh my god the copy pastas were amazing it was so great it was like MLS is a feeder league for the great Saudi Arabian Premier League it was like I love you guys you guys are fucking great 
Yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. Um, right, so Chris, the, the, the copy pasted replies like, like, uh, like we're so gracious. Thank you, great club of yeah. the New York City, yes. uh, for your your generous donation to oh, our to our club. Again, it was so good. Oh. But yeah, so he went to he went. I forget the team he went to in Saudi Arabia. Um, Heber uh, towards ACL. <clears throat> excuse me, last month, and uh, this is our first game at Yankee Stadium. I guess since last year, there was a whole. They've been kind of in our house for a while, and we won't talk about that anymore. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a derby game. Is it even? I don't know. It's 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 a game against NYCFC at Yankee Stadium. Um, more, it's basically like the same faces you're used to. Sean Johnson is going to be their goalie. Tanner Holmes going to be a little dick over in in the field. Um, Alexander Ring will be in the midfield. They got still got Maxi Morales scurrying about like a little mouse um and castellanos up front um what are your guys thoughts even about about this game like what I do mean, you think for for me it's hard to support this team with the effort given on and off the field the performances have been embarrassing and the coach is completely lost and the cop the roster is a compilation of mediocre players who is doing the scouting for this team they should be fired who said this? What is that this? was the remember the copy pasta after we beat them in August. The guy, uh, God, oh. I don't remember who it was, and he just he responded to like seventeen tweets in a row, just putting that with the same typo, like literally just copying <laughs> and pasting it in. Just the complete angst that the NYC fan base these days is going through. It's, it's hilarious. They didn't have a home for a while. They were losing yeah. games. Yeah, I loved when when Red Bull Arena tweeted out like it was it was a pleasure hosting you like good luck and all the NYC fans were like fuck you assholes and it's like <laughs> that's why you don't let them in your house yeah like that's literally why you let them be homeless yeah that just let them go play yeah share just, the share uh, the, the Rensselaer yeah, staying like in, I, in Hartford like I tweeted last night I can't believe they allowed Toronto to host a home game against them in their own <laughs> stadium in East Hartford like yeah. that was ridiculous where's the joint nycfc toronto banner up yeah yeah where's that yeah anyways um i I, like i really have no expectations for this game i I think i hope kaku starts this game i don't know know why he hasn't he didn't start last game i'm I'm assuming they didn't start him because they were trying to keep him fresh for this game i don't know why but yeah Uh, i want to see i want to see magdala egbo who's been playing whenever he's on the field very well for us. Um, Drew Yearwood, I want to see out on the field. Um, excuse me. And that's basically it. I, I To give a score prediction, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I don't know what what else there is to, to cover. Like, they're, they're mediocre, kind of just like us. They have their moments where they look semi-decent, but then it's just a, a revert to form. They're, like, fifth place in the East. So they're not too bad, but they're not too good. Like, I don't even know what, what more there is to say about them. So, yeah, I mean, all, all I, I think we can really hope for, at least all I can really hope for is uh, some sort of repeat, although in a slightly different sense um, for, of, of the first game. So maybe right. it's not Sean Johnson throwing the ball into the goal. Maybe it's something else that's ridiculous that gives us like the worst one uh, nil win imaginable. Just, I mean, <laughs> something, something that simultaneously... Uh, gets us 
another win over them, but also, uh, you know, drives home the point that this season and these games are completely meaningless. Ryan Mira, hand of God. We we win the game. <laughs> we win the game on a ground rule double. It's just some some uh, like I'm. What scenarios would be would I enjoy? Yeah, I mean, I, was, I, I just had flash when you when you said hand of God, um, by Ryan Mira. I had flashbacks to uh, Danny Sapero. <laughs> and you I mean, know it's what? possible on that field. You know, yeah, I mean, on that field, it's you can do it's, it from his own end line. Like, it's not most. that hard. Ryan Mira Although, can throw also the ball given the actual it. quality of the field, the ball doesn't really bounce. It just sort of like gets stuck there um, between between two patches of sod. So I'm maybe it's maybe it's not as easy. Shit field again. I hate that goddamn stadium. <laughs> Is this their first game back at Yankee Stadium? <laughs> no, no, they've they've had a few games um, uh, back there. Yeah, gross. It's the worst. No front to God. Hey, I really had fun every time I set up the section, like just spitting as hard as I could and hitting the NYC logo <laughs> every single time. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you're lucky I didn't climb over with a knife. Like, Man. <sighs> I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say we we win one nothing because that's basically it's either gonna be a draw one one where we score a goal in the late in, in the last minute to come back and, and draw it or we score a goal to win it after a tight zero zero. And then like, I'm trying to think who would be the, the best person to score the goal that wins us the game. See, I'm going to go Tom for Barlow, yeah. Tom Barlow back. Heel. I'm going to go, I'm going to go full on masochist and say that we tie one, one, but once again, go up by two men because of red cards. <laughs> And still Honestly, can't I'd, figure out the score. I'd, I'd take it. I just take it. will you create this that, that screenshot, but just in a Zoom call. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh God, the emulators on Zoom. <laughs> the emulators on Zoom, and then it's and then it's it's Pat Murphy who's already left because the game ended ten minutes you can, ago. You cannot remotely <laughs> emulate the self emulators. Uh, yeah, I, I just like these last two games. I, I want to be Toronto because I just I. I just want to see the suffer, the suffering of their fan base. Um, but yeah, and I want to be NYC because I hate them, and, I, and, and this contributes to them just folding and disappearing forever. I feel like that's sort of worth pointing out is that like even in the absurdity and the fakeness of of this season, like there are certain teams that like I still want to be like Atlanta. even in the Atlanta games, like yeah. like like. All things considered, like they're terrible this this year, so beating them shouldn't matter. It's a fake season, so beating them shouldn't matter. But I, I just just like how annoying that fan base has been over the last three years makes it sort of important to to do that. And yes. and the same thing goes for 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 the last two teams we have to play, yeah. I guess. Before, and before and before a few weeks ago, Toronto was a nothing team to me, but then they just gladly decided to remind me that they're just a bunch of crybabies. So I yeah, right. I'd them. forgotten about every now and then. I would think like, huh? Remember in 2017 when we were when we had a rivalry with Toronto? Yeah. I wonder what happened to that. Yeah. And it, it's it's been reinvigorated by the, like the the absolute most gargantuan children on on Twitter. Yeah. All right. On so the we... advice of my lawyers. <laughs> right. Steve, Steve is recused is recusing himself from all conversations. <laughs> I am I am pleading the fifth. Yes. For the time being. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, so yeah, we all I say. Just, 
Yeah. Mm. Last thing, I, I I would like to give a shout out to the guy who got into a Twitter argument with our Derek, and uh, one of his replies was something like like uh, I'm in your mom's room fucking her. Also, sorry, I didn't mean to go that far, but you made me. <laughs> the most Canadian Twitter <laughs> reply in history. Jesus. All right. All right, so we all say we all say we, we, we win one nothing. Or no, Steve, you said one one. One one. One one. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think either. I, I haven't made a prediction. Okay. You you don't have to if you don't want to. It's fine. All right, are we ready for, for questions? Are you gonna sing the song? I'm gonna sing the song. I'm yes. of course I'm gonna sing the song. I'm just all right. Question time. B man didn't sing this song because I don't know why. It's a very nice song. All right. Uh, questions. Let's get to questions. <laughs> First question is from Monica on Twitter. Uh, she asks, why is there international soccer during a global pandemic and why should we cancel it forever? So well, we should fun. cancel it forever. We should yes. cancel it forever. Um, Even should pandemic or, or no pandemic, there's not really a point to it. Yeah. Uh, Nationalism is bad. Yeah. Why is there international soccer during No international pandemic? soccer except um, ha- still have like one international break per year and have all the TV networks show a replay of the Serbia-Albania game from 2015. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one rem- with the drone? Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, just as a reminder as to why we don't have international right. soccer anymore right. this game. <laughs> um, why is there international soccer during a global pandemic? I don't, I really have no earthly idea why. I don't understand why they're subjecting players I don't even to know flood. If, like I think that's like beyond like TV contracts and stuff. Like I I, I don't know. I don't even know if they have to do it. I, I really don't know. I saw a tweet today where like nine out of the eleven South American games are are like on pay per view. Yeah, and it's just like what? It's like thirty bucks a game. Yeah, it's like wait, Jeez. what? Are we in nineteen ninety four again? Like I don't I don't understand why are these games behind a paywall? Like all games are behind a paywall, but like why are they? Uh, behind a subsequent larger paywall than yeah i i looked up who got the rights for the games and it's like this shady company from jersey that is basically (laughs) just like a storefront like like it's clear that they just bid money that they didn't have and were like shit 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 and and are just like okay yeah yeah no, thirty bucks a game we'll make the money back it's fine Christian, Christopher Moltisanti got into yeah. the fucking yeah it's a bunch of fucking like cokeheads from uh, from the mafia that like spent oh, spent the the family's money like, listen Whoa. tone we get a bunch of soccer games we put them behind pay per view it's fucking perfect oh oh is Del Piero playing no. tone he don't play no more. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. So yeah, international soccer, especially during the pandemic, shouldn't be happening. Um, I, I really hope that that guy from the uh, the Vipers Nest video after the Red Bull Juventus game from 2010 is the one doing color commentary. Like, I, I hope no, that wasn't a Vipers Nest. Video. That was an ML- That was straight from the MLS. Oh, YouTube that's right. Yeah. Right? No, that was yeah. That was that was Sean Francis did that. That's right. It was it was MLS, MLS Insider. Oh, I love that video so much. That's such a good video. I'm just walking out of RBA with the fucking tank top on. Yeah. Across the bridge back into Newark. It's so it's, good. Oh, it's so it, good. If I didn't know Sean, I would think that was staged. <laughs> like so he hired good. an actor to to do that. 
but God, so good. So good. <sighs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Monica, for the question. Uh, next question is from C. Deneen. Uh, Corey asks, uh, is this is this season real? Is it fake? What should matter? What should we take away from it? Uh, just ask yourself the question that J.K. Simmons asks at the end of Burn After Reading. Jesus fucking Christ. What did we learn, Palmer? And then answer, it came thanks by. Uh, is this season real? Or is it fake? What should matter? It's, this has been this like, hot topic just because of recent events and, and everything like surrounding the season and it's just what do we take from a season where it started it stopped we then had a tournament in a bubble a three-game tournament and then a subsequent knockout tournament that then did not affect the the point standings and then we went back to semi-normal and then there was teams that didn't play games there was teams that played the same team like seven times. Um, like, what do we, is this season real? In my opinion, it's it's not. Like it's real in the sense that these these players are playing the games, yes. I don't understand why they are, they, sh they, they shouldn't have to be, but the powers that be are essentially saying, hey, you have to play these games. And they're like, okay, like I don't get paid if I don't and I have, a fan like myself and family and like people to support so i have to play them so it's real in that sense that they're that they're sacrificing themselves to play it but it's fake in the sense in like everything else do, do you guys agree in in, in that or yeah that... yeah i mean the most like serious answer i could give to this is that um i think and and there was a, a once a metro article yesterday or the day before that summed it up pretty well but um, essentially, um, the, the way that all of these games should be approached is as like a, a sort of glorified, more competitive preseason where the main thing is not necessarily to win and to, to uh, you know, uh, get some kind of trophy at the end, but it's to learn things about your team and experiment with, with tactics and, and uh, maybe better set yourself up for next season, which will be real. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real season, but it's not, it's, it's semi-real, like 23 games, maybe, maybe 23 games, uh, right. is not a full season. It's, and, and, and I get like, you know, 2001, we didn't play the whole year. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I get that. Um. And everybody didn't actually play the same number of games because they just stopped the season. Totally get it. Um, but this just didn't feel like they should have come back. This didn't feel right at all. There hasn't been a single point since they came back where I was like, oh, thank God this is back. Like <laughs> this, this was the right decision. This is what we all yeah. needed in our lives. Yeah. Like it's just, I don't know. It's, I think so much of it would be a, would be sort of trying trying to word this properly, but I guess so much of it w w would be different if the league kind of went off of the same uh, the kind of the same idea that brought up the MLS's back tournament, right? Like it's a tournament. You're getting a trophy if you win it. It's not the real thing. You still get a trophy though. Like that's cool. Like if if they had 
you know if they did what nwsl did where they were like this is it like yeah we'll salvage whatever we can here yeah and hope for the best next yeah. year or just like yeah. literally don't call it mls cup i know that you're gonna take you're gonna have to take the fifth on this again but like i don't i don't know any any way that uh fans of any team in this league could have reasonably expected a supporter shield to be handed out i mean months before that decision the initial decision was made like I just, I, I had settled in my own head on the idea that it, it just wasn't going to be handed out. Not because um, I had any sort of inside information because I, I didn't, but it, it, like, it literally did not make any sense to do so. And to a lesser extent, I feel that way about MLS Cup. It's, I mean, the only thing that legitimizes MLS Cup this season is that it's a crapshoot anyway in a normal season. So <laughs> like, what's, what's really the difference when, when, you know, from a normal season to, to, to this weird season where 10 teams in the East make the playoffs, like who cares? Yeah, I, um, I, to, to your point about like, you know, the league should have just maybe stopped after MLS is back. I, I think we would be viewing the season differently if they didn't announce upcoming games at like a two-week clip at a time yeah yeah like if they weren't like all right making it up as they go yeah on. like all right here's six games and then you're in game five and it's like uh okay here's three more <laughs> and you're like okay I, I was, and they're like uh th th here's the other nine we're like all right I was, gonna, I was gonna make a joke that we didn't that that the reason why we weren't on on past episodes of the purchase we were protesting phase one and phase two of the restart yes we just we yeah. hate phase one and phase two our homies yeah. hate the man was our scab yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah it's it, like you said that like the, you look at even look at the playoffs alone like there's 10 teams in the east that are getting into the playoffs what does that even mean like well what? i actually okay so so on my drive home today uh i was flipping through sirius and ended up on sirius xmfc mm -hmm. united sporting whatever the hell it's called um and it was counterattack. so it's it's tony miola and, and dunny and dunny's yelling and screaming and ranting and raving about uh how it's unfair to vancouver if they don't make the playoffs because they've been away from home this entire time that they've been living out of a hotel, playing out of Portland. They've been away from their family for the entire season, unable to go home for any reason beyond just sitting in your apartment and being quarantined until they leave again for the United States. Mm -hmm. And his answer to that was, why don't you just expand the Western Conference to 10 teams as well and do a play-in round for seeds six through 10 for like you're doing in the east like why are you punishing vancouver or colorado like one of these teams should not be punished for for the way that the season has gone on just expand it to 10 it's like he didn't say it's already a farce but like it's already a farce like right. just make it make it every team makes the playoffs and honestly you just have a bunch of play-in games now yeah like you know i mean then we would end up with la galaxy versus dc united for <laughs> mls cup because somehow yeah. but he's right i mean expand the west to 10 teams who gives a shit anymore you're right. adding a couple more playoff games like that's money like right. just print money money machine go burr just do it 
yeah and like to point to another example like not not an example but more just as a reference like usl league one basically just said oh yeah the season's over and we're giving the trophy to like this team i forgot the team it was yeah it was like greenville yeah greenville or something like that and and it's just like yeah this is what a perfectly normal season in north american soccer would do like it's just Mm -hmm. like nothing is normal right now like people that are upset that like people are calling this season fake or whatever it's just like dude there's nothing this is unprecedented and it's not the way things are normally done so i'm just wanting to say i'm just waiting to find there's got to be at least one person that's been yelling about everything the last couple weeks that back in like april and may we're talking about how if the premier league comes back and liverpool wins the league like they should have an asterisk (laughs) because it's not a real season but now all of a sudden it's it's conveniently a real season in the united states like there's got to be at least one there must be one yeah like one of the one of these like like diehard man united types who Casually follow an MLS club. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, Man United, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Juventus, uh, LAFC fan. Yes. Atlanta United fan. Formerly, uh, formerly Atlanta United fan. For, yeah, for, yeah, exactly. Formerly an NYC and Orlando fan at the same time, but now he <laughs> follows Atlanta until until the season's over, then he's got to pick a new team. Right. Um, so then going back to the question we kind of covered the what is it real is it fake what should we take from this season and what should matter absolutely nothing nothing matters this year it doesn't matter who wins golden boot it doesn't matter who who wins mls cup like there's there's not like they're they're talking about finishing this year's ccl in december like this coming december this like December 2020, they're talking about getting whatever teams were still in CCL and oh, playing CCL it. for finished. You're right. Yeah, they're talking about just <laughs> just doing like what what they did for Champions League and Europa League, where get everybody together in like one site, like Florida or Texas or something, and just bang out all the games for a, for a winner. And the they can do that now because there is no longer a, a FIFA Club World Cup as we know it. It'll be like a once every four years right, thing right, 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 right. That, that'll replace Confederations Cup. So like none of this matters. Like this, yeah. all of this is just there, there's like almost 300,000 people dead in this country. Like yeah. none of this fucking matters. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this is so inconsequential this year. Yeah. The the only thing I like the only thing I can say like what we take from it is just individual performances from players to evaluate for next season. Like that's the, basically even then like probably not much, but that's the closest thing you can say that you can take from what you're seeing this year. At least in my opinion. Like I, I, I yeah. Yeah, like I, I obviously touched already on on. Yeah, you said you mentioned yes on on seeing this season as like uh, a more competitive preseason and and uh, yeah, I mean I, I agree with you guys. Outside of that, I I I don't know what could really be gained, right. um, except you know, uh, being able to take part in more internet arguments. 
Yes, of course. What else is there to do these days? <laughs> um, thank you, for, Corey, for the question. Uh, John, uh, Pint Size Capo asked, what even is football these days to continue on with the trend? What We don't know what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, can you believe it? The Americans have nabbed our, our manager. <laughs> oh, man. Um, following question is from Eldritch Blast. Kyle asks, how does it feel watching <laughs> this is a recuse yourself question. How does it feel watching the two teams that complained a lot about the supporter shield not being awarded to proceed Wait, not, excuse me. Let me start from the beginning. How does it feel watching the two teams that complained the loudest about the Supporter Shield not being awarded proceed to crash and burn out of the Supporter Shield contention? There we go. Uh, Pat? Oof. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it pretty quick. I don't want, I, I don't want the union to win anything. Yes. Um, I, I, although it is, it, it would be fitting if the team that has, whose fans have spent the last decade uh, calling it a dinner plate, probably louder than anyone else, um, won the fakest version of it. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's it, I, I, I don't know. I guess it's pretty funny that like after the Toronto fans raised a big stink um, that they've started to drop points and are now no longer in first place in the quote-unquote shield race. Yeah, they're three shield, um, three points out. Uh, and I guess the other one was Seattle. Is that who he's talking about? Uh, no, Columbus. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm assuming he means Columbus. I don't Columbus. even know they were in it. I mean, they were like an outside shot. Okay. That, that's, um, at least that's what I think that I, he's talking about. But, I mean, I, I stand by uh, the idea that uh, saving the crew was actually uh, posting cringe on a nationwide scale. Um, and maybe, maybe we, shouldn't have, we shouldn't have shown up for them. Uh, whatever yeah i mean yeah it to, how does it feel it feels wonderful every time there's a result where toronto loses i i laugh i point and laugh at them and i there's other people on online that that proceed to do the same so it's not it's not an rbny conspiracy or whatever uh it's just people like seeing crybabies get <laughs> get dunked on yeah. uh thank you for the question uh now hey guys, the- sorry, I had to leave <laughs> and get something to drink. Uh, we're we're still recording? Yes, we're still recording. Okay. Yeah, cool. Nothing was yeah. missed. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 really we, we were just, uh, we, we were still on the question about actually, international soccer. Yeah, I actually, I, I went, I brewed some tea, so I was just smart. a little thirsty. Smart, smart. Keep keep the, the throat. Yeah. Uh, Tom Bellows, this is now, the, this is probably the saddest portion of the episode. Um, Tom Bellows, uh, Tanti posting does on Twitter asks, please do a Ben Olsen in memoriam segment. <sighs> Guys, it's it's been a, it's been a ride. It's and it's it's sad to report that, that Ben Olsen is no longer the coach of DC United. But he's still on the on the payroll. <laughs> he's still on the he's payroll. Still... <laughs> he still managed to get a See, clause but, in but, his contract. But that that gives me a lot of faith. That the the whoever they hire to succeed him is is also not going to be very good. It would be so um, amazing. Like this is like this is it's Schadenfreude. Like it's would, it's clearly a club that is run by the biggest idiots in American soccer. The, the, um, the only thing that would have been better is if 
his contract stipulated that he got to be the person selecting the new head coach. Yes. And he picked like Benjamin Olsen. And it's just, it's him with a mustache, like he's Bobby, Bobby Valentine. Valentine. <laughs> and, and he just, they're like, Ben, is that you? And he's like, no, my name Benjamin. Oh, okay. And, and he just Has anyone seen Ben? <laughs> no. No. But, but for Pat, what you said, it would be amazing if the next guy they hire um, is does so poorly. Oh, we need Doyle to give him the, de- the, the kiss of death. Yes. <laughs> the next the next dc coach yes <laughs> I, I i tweeted when it happens like they should they should hire a recently fired coach for that position yeah um but yeah it, it would be so good if if the next coach does so bad that like dc fans clamor for ben olsen to come back <laughs> and he actually does for the balance to be restored um oh yeah throughout this whole segment i'm going to be playing in the arms of the angel in the background i don't care I don't care about the DMCA. Come, come at me. Um, no, I probably won't. But yeah, um, no, it's 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 kind of crazy. It's just that <laughs> he's gone. Like he just, they're just like, you know what? Actually, I think we should finally let you go. <laughs> like despite all, everything that's happened, someone finally was the last up. holdout from MLS 2.0. I guess. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's been coaching them since he was coaching them. Twenty ten, right? Twenty ten, yeah. God, jeez, man! I don't know what to do with myself. He lasted longer than Armas by a few week, like a week or two. But yeah, insane. Yeah, like beyond Armas, right? I wonder if he was hired before we hired Hans Baca. Like, even if it was like a week before. (laughs) That'd be interesting. Um. So yeah, this this is our in memoriam segment, Ben Olson. We're we're gonna miss you, buddy. Benny Ball will, will be missed, um, and, and and forever. Ben Olsen on a long term contract. I, I will always. I will always. <laughs> Don't cry because it's over. Smile because Smile it happened. It, happened. And it lasted ten years. It lasted a, an amazing amount of time, uh, and it led to painful moments for them. So, yay for us. Um, I guess in this moment we should also talk about how what what was just announced today that that. Guillermo was fired from LA Galaxy. <laughs> yep. Another uh, kiss of death recipient. Um, from a certain someone. Yeah. It's a no-brainer guy. That's so obvious. They should go out and get him. Uh, another uh, So thank you, Tom, for, for giving us that moment to uh, reflect on, on what is a, uh, a pretty somber, somber event of this, uh, this year. Uh, Don Gatto asks, oh, that's another, okay. <laughs> is the shield safe and sound? If so, why can't we bury it and give it a treasure map so the captain of each club to find it might as well? Um, I, I don't I don't know if you saw my tweet about it. Uh, the ransom note, there, it, it's, it's at Taqueria, just go find it. Just ask for the bulgogi tacos with a side of uh, kimchi and then they'll give it to you and it's yours. Uh, just to go back to the last question, uh, Ben Olsen was hired on January 5th, 2010, and Hans Baca was hired January 7th of 2010. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been that long. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. And he was hired to coach them directly after retiring. 
Oh, so he, he was played, still playing, right? He was right. playing with them until right the end of 2009. So he just went. I, there was like some ridiculous stat that he uh, he has coached or played in 77% of DC United games ever. Oh my God. Yeah. For three like, quarters of their history. Yeah. That's insane. Oh, man. Uh, Oh, I didn't even read this question until now. Uh, Nick Southeast Ward asks, did the FO really promise no NYCFC logos in the South Ward and then go ahead and do it anyways? I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even remember what happened. That feels like three, that feels like three years ago. I just, yeah. it is, it's from a moment so long ago that it's just, there's been three other teams that got into RBA since then. It was, it was a bad decision when they made it. It's, whatever it, it was it was rectified so that's yeah, it that's it i yeah it's it's done whatever ah, man we're back that's all the questions thank you for sending your questions guys um we we we, we promise we'll be back next week or, or, or if not be man we'll release another episode for us um but yeah uh i say one nothing win for us Steve, you said one one. Pat, have you decided on a prediction or are you still not? I'm sticking with uh Nothing. not making one. Not making one. Fine. Fine. <sighs> all right. Uh so that does it for us. Uh all in all, I think this was a pretty nice episode, wouldn't you guys say? This is a long one. Yeah. This was a very nice episode. Yeah. Very nice right. episode. Nice. All right, guys. We will see you guys next week. Until then, goodbye. See ya. See ya. Peace.